she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. Great big hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me here on the podcast, She Leads, She Thrives. I'm Shannon Dunn, an old girl, definitely an OG of the business and leadership coaching space, excited to have another guest to share with you today. Now, this is like I you get the vibe, I'm sure, that I love all of my guests. There's very specific reasons why I invite these incredible women to come and connect with me and to be able to co-create a conversation that we can share with you. But today is kind of a little bit different because Lou Carboni is our guest today. She's a health and hormone coach. I'll share her bio in a moment. But Lou's been a client of mine for some time now. And then, you know, in my love of of all she stood for, I've become a client of hers. So, which is such a great thing, right? She's a, you, if you're watching the video of this at any point in time, she's like laughing, but it's the truth, right? Um, so we're going to get dive in deep to find out more about what Lou's all about, what she stands for. And I'm going to, you know, really guide the conversation to some very specific things I want to hear more from her about in relation to women and our hormones, because it's conversation that as I've aged in a physical kind of a way, that there's not enough conversations about this kind of stuff. And so, Lou, I'm so happy to have you here. And I know you're going to like, oh, a podcast. Like, what are you going to ask me? What are we going to do? And I keep saying, you, you and I talk about this kind of same stuff all the time, right? So, welcome. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm really happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me because I've listened to many of your podcasts already, and just absolutely fabulous women that you've interviewed. It's been, it's been an amazing. What is it? Only four months already? Yeah. So now we're, we're where we are, where we're recording this episode, because this will go live at some point in the coming right. months. But yeah, we're at the four month mark, and yeah. you know, sixteen and a half thousand downloads and twenty episodes. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And yeah, you know, as I intended, you and I talk about the intentional thing exactly as I intended, but it doesn't mean it's always going to come through like that. And you yeah. know, but now we can add your name to the list of podcast guests. Yeah. Thank you. 
thank you, thank you. Immense gratitude. Thank you so much. My pleasure, darling. So let me share your bio so we can tell everyone kind of the official stuff about you and then we'll dive into some conversation. So uh, Lou is an integrative nutrition health coach with an additional certification hormone coaching, which honestly, just kind of interject there, that to me was like, this is the game changer for you as a as a health coach, right? Okay. Um, challenged by her own hormonal adventures, I love that you put that in air quotes, hormonal adventures and the challenges faced by both daughters, Lou was catapulted into this arena as a result of frustration and lack of support by those who were deemed to be those um, best able to support us, right? And we'll, no doubt we'll, we'll talk about that during our conversation today. Her passion is to educate and empower women so that they understand how their bodies function and what they can do to support them in a holistic manner. Her private and group coaching programs provide a supportive space for women to discover why they feel the way they do and how they can effortlessly nourish themselves physically and emotionally in order that they can live well with abundant energy, healthy hormones, clarity, and a body shape and size that they are comfortable with. It's like so refreshing reading all this. I know we've worked on you getting clear about like what are the words to describe what I do. Um, mm. Very, very cool. But let's dive straight in and, you know, that whole hormonal, your own hormonal adventure. Like I want to hear about that. You know, the women that are listening to us are highly likely, they're, you know, they're all over the world, but they are ambitious, you know, impact-driven souls, highly likely women in business and leadership. You know, they're probably at a certain age where, you know, well, we all have hormones, but like where those hormones may not be supporting them, like they probably took for granted when they were younger. But tell us about your hormonal adventure. <laughs> adventure. Yes. Right? Yes. That's what, that was your terminology. I, know, I, I thought about how can I best describe it? And a challenge was one way, but no, it was an adventure because it just took yeah. me on such a journey to where I am now, basically. Yeah. Yes. So I always had a very even menstrual cycle. I was blessed in that way. And then all of a sudden my cycle stopped. I was 50 and it just stopped. And I was like, okay, this is the beginning of menopause. But for me, that actually was menopause. I never cycled again. So that was like, it was emotionally and physically impacting basically. Yeah. At about the same time, I also suffered from frozen shoulder. I actually had no idea that that was related to my hormones at the time, but it was with my research and going forward, I found out that that was a contributing factor. My moods were all over the place. I actually remember looking in the mirror one day as well, thinking, where did this cellulite come from? I never used to have this much cellulite. It just seemed to appear out of nowhere, right? Mm. And I was getting this little roll of excess stuff around my middle <laughs> that just didn't sit right with me I was like hang on a minute I'm eating the same foods I'm doing the same exercise I've always done and I am really I love my exercise it's a regular part of my routine I've always eaten not like not specifically particularly correct all of the time but I've always eaten well yeah yes. So where is this extra weight coming from right now? Why do I have these grabbable bits around the middle here? So that was my menopausal experience. Mm. At the same time, I was also dealing with one daughter who would be rolling around on the kitchen floor every month in agony mm. as her period approached. I'm like, this, this can't go on for the rest of her life. Mm. And it was something that I didn't experience. It was something completely new to me. 
I was like, no, as a mum, I need to work out what we can do about this. And she was quite adamant about not going on the oral contraceptive at that point. There's another part to that story coming. Um, and another daughter who should have started menstruating but hadn't. And that was a bit of a question mark in my mind too, because given everything else regarding her age and stage and her development and her growth and all the rest, I really thought that her menstrual cycle should have started by the age that she was at then. I think she was about 13 then. So that was another another sort of question mark in our whole family hormonal adventure. <laughs> Yeah, so it was about that time too that I was already heavily involved in a community that was looking at low-tox um, options for their families in their homes and I was hosting informal workshops for women in my own home, introducing them to low-tox options for their families, like safer options, getting away from the traditional chemicals that we use on an everyday basis. Because I just intuitively knew that that was a good way to go. Yeah. I actually didn't fully realise how much of an impact those products were having on our hormones at the time. Okay. But at, I guess being involved in a community like that it brings it draw you you um you have the opportunity to meet people that are like-minded yeah it was a big it was a big adventure yeah and I remember one day I was actually doing a yoga class with a beautiful lady and she asked me to introduce essential oils to the people in the the yoga class that we were doing together Actually, it wasn't only yoga, it was chakra balancing as well, because that's something I'm really fond of. It was chakra balancing, yoga and essential oils. And we caught up for lunch following that class a couple of days later. And she mentioned two words, health coaching. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What Your did you say? <laughs> Tell me more about that. And she was the one that introduced me to the um, Institute of Integrative Nutrition in New York, told me all about the course, and I think it was only a matter of hours before I was signed up. I was like, this intuitively feels so right for me because given what I've had to learn and research about our own hormonal challenges, I really want to formalise my learning mm -hmm. and then support other women with it. So, yeah, in a very small nutshell, that's how this is all eventuated. Yeah, it makes together. so much sense. And I can, you know, I can hear, you know, your four trifecta archetypes all at play there. Like there's the inspired believer going, yes, this just makes sense, taking the inspired action, the mental teacher loving learning. And I know yeah. you that like the depth of learning, the breadth and depth of knowledge and wisdom that you share and in, in the way that you work with your clients and both one-on-one -on -one and in groups is so thorough. You know, the advocate rescue coming from that heart space of others don't have to suffer. You no. know, um, yeah. all of these coming together in the media diplomat about things are not right. Like we need to speak up about this. Yes. So, yeah, love that we can see all of those playing out. So, mm -hmm. with so many of us confused about hormonal health, tell us about those key stages of, you know, I think, you know, your area very much is specializing in perimenopause and menopause. But tell us about the key stages and why, as business women, it's important to know them, like to know more about this. You know, mm. things are changing in our world. It's, you know, there's, I guess, for my learning, from my own experience, classic symptoms. But I, and I felt like I was 
quite educated in this space through my own hormonal health journey that wasn't as 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 what we say happy as I would want it to have been during my life mm. but I still was kind of shocked when perimenopause hit even though I felt like I had done some pre-work and educated and and tried to support myself from a health perspective to be not necessarily ready for it but to 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 engage with it in a hopefully a, a healthier way than what or happier way than what it actually did hit me. So yeah. you know, tell us about those two things: perimenopause, maybe where we start, and then we talk about menopause and why why we really want to know about this stuff. Yeah, sure. So I am actually going to work backwards. All right. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to just make one statement first. So the average age of menopause is around about 51 here in Australia. Okay. I imagine so, that would be relatively similar in other more westernized parts of the world. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, so let's work backwards from there. So perimenopause can actually occur up to 10 or 11 years before that. Wow. See, I didn't realize back, that far ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and there, we're seeing more, more and more cases now of it starting even earlier, like mid-30s. Yeah. But at the moment, those are the sort of figures we, we work on. Um, so around about the age of 40, let's look at a woman's life, right? She's typically had a, a child or a couple of children or whatever. Typically, she's back in the workforce. Mm. So things are really busy, yeah? Mm. She's a wife. She's a mother. This is a very typical scenario. It's not everybody's scenario, right? Um, typically, she's very busy in the workforce, raising children, school commitments, sporting commitments. Um, she's trying to get to the gym herself maybe or fit in some form of exercise. Often that goes by the wayside, yeah? Um, there's a lot of things going on. And unfortunately, in our life today, we don't sort of step back and accept that rest is okay. So it's go, go, go. Well, right. so every time you turn around, you're being told about all the things you can achieve and how you, how it's important that you do that to be, yeah. you know, be your best self. And yeah, yeah you know, the messaging yeah. of the world is not helpful in terms of optimal health. Correct, hundred yeah. percent. And on top of that, we have so many convenience foods nowadays. It's very easy to drop into Baker's Delight, which is like for those people who are overseas, it might be it's a um, a takeaway sort of bread and. Afternoon tea shop, I'm going to call it. <laughs> convenience food. We all know what convenience food is, right? It's very easy just to drop in there and grab some snacks. It's very easy just to grab a sandwich and not necessarily pay any attention to what sort of bread you're using or what sort of food you're putting yeah. in a sandwich. And for women, typically, I see them grabbing a coffee and running out the door in the morning. They fed the kids. Kids are fed, but they've forgotten to feed themselves. So a lot of my women... Yeah, it's I don't have time for that. I don't have time for breakfast. I don't have time to nourish myself with and food. Isn't that such a big catch call right yeah. now? I don't have time. Even, you know, I I've always had a relationship with breakfast. It's one of my favorite foods. But it's certainly there were times in my life where it did feel like I did not have time to actually have the kind of breakfast that I wanted to be having. Mm. I don't mm. eat, you know, long-term gluten-free here for because I can't eat wheat. So I don't eat cereals. I don't love, you know, love toast kind of things. Those, again, convenience foods for breakfast. So it was like, for me, it's been about cooking eggs or cooking something for breakfast, which again, feels like it's very time consuming. It's not mm. if you're about 15 minutes earlier, but, you know, mm. and I didn't have kids to feed or to, to do anything with. 
but still I also fell into that trap if you want to call it that of that I'm not you know I'll just get something when I get to my office or you know when I finish my first call or something with a client then I'll stop and you don't next thing it's lunchtime or mid-afternoon and you haven't eaten properly all day yeah 100% I'm very happy to say from a coach point of view that my client Shannon is doing so much better now She is. <laughs> She's even got a green juice here for those of you that ever watch, see the yes. video version of this, right? Doesn't look a pretty it's color, but it's a model coaching client now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So there we have a scenario of extra, extra busy women, convenience food on the run, putting everybody else first, not necessarily nourishing herself. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody seems to be tired. So it's okay if she feels tired too. Um, and then on top of that, we have so many pollutants in our environment too that mess with our hormones. So this is something that our great grandparents didn't have to contend with so much, um, and they didn't have the convenience foods either. So as you can, like things are changing now in our society. There are so many more external pressures on our body that we may not even be aware of. Right. So, What's that? I feel like perfect interjection right here. What's that stat that you share that it blows me away every time and then I kind of, like it's almost like my brain can't comprehend it because it's too too much to process, but about how many toxins we're potentially exposed to before we kind of leave, you know, first thing in the morning. Yeah, so if you're using conventional products, um, you're potentially exposing yourself to over a couple of hundred toxins every single morning. So let's say that you blew me away. You cleanse your face, you moisturize your face, you pop some makeup on, all totally okay. You may have washed your hair, you put some deodorant on, you may have sprayed perfume. Don't even get me started on perfume, right? Um, You might have wiped the kitchen bench tops with a spray and wipe or something something like that. Potentially you could have exposed yourself to over... 200, maybe even up to 500 different chemicals unknowingly. Yeah, crazy. And the the unfortunate thing about that is that they are absorbed into our body and our livers are overloaded and that affects our hormones. And Mm. many of them actually can, I'm going to use a really big word here, many of them actually contain xenoestrogens, which Mm. are fake estrogens, yeah? And they they interrupt our hormonal balance in a big way as well. So in a lot of people we're seeing estrogen dominance and we're obviously exposed or we're experiencing a lot more um, illnesses and diseases that are estrogen driven as well. Um, And potentially, you know, these environmental toxins play a very big part in that. So this is all what we're having to contend with, with those 10 or more years building up to that stage of menopause, yeah? Mm. So when we hit menopause, our body is worn out, totally worn out. Sorry, I should revert back to during menopause. During menopause, when our cycling is all over the place because some months we will ovulate, some months we won't ovulate. So our estrogen levels are up and down. Our progesterone levels are more or less depleted by this stage because, yeah, because in today's busy, busy lifestyle where our adrenal glands are constantly pumping out cortisol, yeah, our progesterone gets depleted. If we have low progesterone and we our, our estrogen is up and down and all over the place, that potentially can affect our moods. It can affect our physical energy. Can affect our. Um, it can even affect things like our cholesterol. Can affect our weight. So hence that extra layer around the middle that I was talking about before. So I was a classic case. My estrogen was 
higher, a lot, lot higher than what my progesterone was by the time I hit menopause, yeah? yeah. Classic, classic case. Celluline appeared, the extra padding, the mood swings, the poor sleep, the hot flushes, all of that sort of thing. It can be overcome, though. <laughs> That's right, what that thing. So, so as, as you know, businesswomen, like if anyone hasn't kind of already clocked that there's some ideas about oh, this, why this is important, you know, what are the key things in terms of where, you know, like you and I, women like you and I, we're running businesses, we're trying to make a positive impact in the world, really support people through the different work that we do as online service providers, you know, and yet all of this is happening in the background with our hormones. And, you know, I know for me, one of my biggest contributors to me really waking up to the reality of menopause was the brain fog. And yeah. I remember thinking like, what is going on with my head? I'm always able to rely on my sharp brain that's got lots of ideas, that remembers things. And I couldn't. I was forgetting stuff that just didn't make sense to me. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't, you know, come up with new ideas and my creativity seemed to go AWOL. And I'm like, I get paid to use my brain. What on earth is going on? And I'm like, well, I was aware that it was highly related to hormones, like highly likely related the actual living ex- lived experience of it was a next level. Like this is not okay. Mm. Yeah. So like other women will have different potential experiences, yeah. but you know, mm. as business women, like what what's important for us to be mindful of when we're coming through this perimenopause decade. Thanks for sharing that, Lou. I'm glad I'm on the other side of that. And menopause. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Firstly, I'm just going to go back to your comment just then. Um, I'm glad I'm on the other side of it, and that's. And Shannon and I were having a chat before the podcast too. That's a shame that women have to actually say that because it doesn't actually have to be that way. And the other thing that Shannon and I were talking about that really gets us going is, oh, it's just old age. I'm just getting older. Oh, yes. And I remember being told that by various, what I would say, trusted medical professionals, by friends, by older women that... I would have hoped could be more supportive to those those of us starting this journey around, oh, this is just what happens when you get older. They just accept yeah. it. You know, this yeah. will you know, just deal with it. It'll yeah. happen to everyone. I'm like, no, it's not happening to everybody. And so yeah. that in my, I don't have the media diplomat archetype like Lou does, but I think I have enough of that energy within me, probably my mental teacher, to and seeing women around me suffering and suffering in silence, yeah. not wanting to talk about it. And I made a decision, you know, as I was in that perimenopause space, I want to talk about this more. And then, you know, no surprise, I end up with a client like Lou where I could literally have regular conversations about it and learn, learn from you. That's not the role as your coach, but to really challenge you because of the lived experience myself and my friends have gone through to support you to be more vocal and to really get out there with the work you're doing so that it doesn't have to be like that for others. No, and that's what I'm so passionate about. So getting back to your initial question, (laughs) what can women actually do? So when I'm coaching people or women of this particular age group, nutrition is always one of my foundational pillars. I'll start there. So I grew up in the era of don't eat more than four eggs a week. Oh, yeah, keep there your, was all those. Remember that? Yes. Keep, keep your fats low yeah. um, and things like that. That is not the case nowadays. So I'll always talk to women about increasing their healthy fats. So eat loads of avocados and nuts and all those beautiful healthy fats. I'll talk to women about eating breakfast because, like I mentioned earlier, so many of them don't. Like this is really simple stuff. It's not rocket science, but because we're busy people, often caring for so many other people, this is something we don't do. 
So yeah. have breakfast. Make sure your breakfast includes protein. Eat protein because that'll sustain your energy levels during the day. It'll nourish your hormones. It'll stop you reaching, well, it'll help to stop you reaching for those sweet or carb-driven foods later in the day, yeah? Um, I'll, I'll stress that they should have protein evenly throughout the day. Mm. Often my clients will end up eating more food than what they did once they've worked with me yes. than what they did prior because now they're nourishing their bodies more but they also at the same time realize that that extra padding they've gained is also falling off so it's about nourishing your body in the right way yeah. never right. count calories right, food. Before, right. i remember driving my mum crazy when i went through that stage yeah. <laughs> thankfully it was very short-lived but i will never revert to that um i do remember one of my clients saying to me a few months ago she goes so, Lou, I, I just had a scotch finger biscuit because, Lou, it's only 80 calories. Yeah. I, and that's, I just had it. I was, I was like, all right, let's just talk about that. I said, you could have had an apple because that 80 calories in an apple is so much more valuable than nutrients and the fiber and the vitamins and all the rest. So, this is why we don't talk about calories. But she's of that age group right yeah, where I mean, totally i mean you and i are of the era where you know our mums very much were women that were taught to count calories if they had a weight issue yes you know, I remember absolutely you know, weighing out stuff, weight issue yeah. or not, it was kind of like what all she and her, all her friends did. They weighed out everything they ate. They ate skim yeah. this and that, you know, the, yeah, don't have fat of any description. You know, I don't even remember protein even being talked about. That feels like a oh. more modern conversation. Yeah. And that they didn't have the same level of access to convenience foods that you and I and then like the, the your, you know, your kids, your adult children have. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we, we that was what was role modeled to us and I yeah. you know, the conversations or, or the the whole things like the weight watchers kind of notion around um weight control and weight management was very calorie driven mm, you know, mm. the diet that had x calories and you know it was you know, calories in calories out kind of stuff and how much thank god that's changed or oh, the food and- <laughs> yeah yeah, don't get me started. So yeah, that, that, that's something that I will say to women, please nourish yourself well, start with a good healthy breakfast. If it has to be on the run, so be it, but make prepare it the night before. So my favorite is to recommend a protein smoothie that's got maybe a handful of spinach in there and a little bit of avocado, obviously some protein powder in there um, and a, a, a handful of berries or half a banana or something like that. Get your breakfast into you, yeah? Um, what else will I say to women? Please do some strength training or resistance training, okay? The old cardio-driven exercise four times a week, that's not suitable for you in your at that age group, in that age group, yeah? So start lifting weights because that actually helps to balance your hormones, yeah? Mm. It sets you up with better bone density, better muscle um, and better hormone balance for the rest of your life, yeah? Yeah. Um, it actually boosts your testosterone too, which is a hormone that's sometimes forgotten about in women, but is vitally important for your mental health and, and lots of other things too. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we talk about? I mean, we talk about lots of things. We do we, we cover thyroid health and gut health and all of those lovely intricacies that are interwoven together. But if I was to give three pieces of advice, I would be it would be to eat protein regularly throughout the day starting at breakfast time yeah um to lift weights and to embody deep diet deep 
belly diaphragmatic breathing. So your box breathing. Yeah. So breathing in right down to your belly and exhaling even longer than what you inhale. Or those are the three top tips that I would always tell women because they're simple. And that's the big thing with my programs. I like to make it simple for ladies. Oh, you do definitely. And yeah, you know, having those places to start that feel like, yeah, I can do this. And yeah. it's not about I have to do them every single day, like, you know, with that kind of that same energy of the hustle kind of culture of, you know, you know, but what's it kind of being driven and that kind of thing. No, just do them when you remember, make a time to do them. The benefits will outweigh the, you know, the the negatives of, Mm. you know, trying to fit them in. Um, I think once you you work on the whole notion of what you refer to as living well, Mm. it just, it becomes second nature and it does become easier to do. Mm. Mm. I think at the beginning, I've watched this having been in your programs, um, a lot of the women that first start working with you in that group environment, I imagine it's the same for your one-on-one clients too, Lou, is that it can feel and look very overwhelming because it is often, despite how simple you talk through the ins and outs of things and provide simple to easy to action steps, if it's so different to their perception of what their reality is, it can be like, oh, this is all too much. And I, you know, I remember when we did the Live Well program last year, and that was so cool being in your, you know, your launch cohort for that program. Um, and then there was, you know, watching women freak out about the not being able to have dairy for a period of time. And, you know, but you're giving very, very thorough and purposeful information about why for a period of time they were going to come off dairy and, and coffee and having that conversation and all the things and wine and all the things that we've used to top ourselves up for years often. Um, why just for a period of time, try without, and here's what you can do to nourish yourself differently. Yeah. yeah. So and just- you would have seen that, I guess, in the latest group program, Detox and Relief. These women have been amazing. They have just grasped that elimination stage so enthusiastically and cut out gluten dairy and alcohol and caffeine all at once yeah I could have done it in stages that they did it all at once and they're feeling amazing um and I just I just want to stress here that this when I encourage my clients to do this it's for the purpose of discovering how your body feels without exactly it's not forever if you don't want it to be forever But it's I, nice to feel, to experience how you feel without yes, those. Very much so. And I can just having done your programs and worked with you on the content of them, as you, you know, we in the yeah. coaching we do often, we have conversations about, you know, you getting clarity on what you're going to include and why and how to really convey that to the ideal people for your programs is that um, you very much guide people to do it at a stage or really a pace that works for them so that it's not like, okay, immediately you're going to be off all these things or you're going to stop having the things that has been your default for often years. You're very, very um, gentle and encouraging with people as they make their decisions about stopping having some things, as you said. So they have the opportunity to understand how they feel and how different their body can be during those periods of time without certain things that may have been negatively impacting them previously yeah Yeah. if we don't give it a go we're not going to know basically yeah absolutely but it's very important too at the same time to embody a mindset that 
is empowering and it's like it, and not depri- not depriving it's not mm. instead of so that's how I work with my clients instead of thinking I'm missing out on this and I'm missing out on that it's about empowering them with the knowledge and the appreciation of what they are actually ingesting instead of yeah yeah totally and I think when you've had experiences where say for example from that mind pers- mindset perspective you haven't been as naturally maybe optimistic or encouraging of yourself as you might be of others mm. or like like my personal experience of the brain fog and the, the what you know the all the questioning and the second guessing and the you know it was like it was like some imposter had literally taken over my brain it was mm. so out of character and and just really challenged me it was like who is this yes. what is what is possessed me what is going on I'm highly aware that it was likely hormones, but still it was confronting to experience it. But yeah. you know, and then when you have the chance to remember that it can be different because you have removed some things in terms of food, or you've mm-hmm. you know changed your exercise, or you've added in rest, or you've added in you know support for your mindset and your your well being and your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go back to things you may have been doing before that made you feel terrible and you didn't mm-hmm. realize they did. Mm-hmm. It's such a positive experience too yeah (laughs) but I commend you Shannon for actually having that realization unfortunately lack of education out there a lot of women don't even realize that the symptoms they are experiencing at a certain stage in their life are related to their hormones oh definitely you did you realized that that brain fog was yeah Really, it was because of my, you know, into my 30s and, you know, attempting to have a child and that didn't work. And I learned a lot about hormonal health back then, but that was through my menstruating years. Mm-hmm. So I, but I, again, I guess it opened up my interest about hormonal mm-hmm. health. And then, you know, anyone listening to the podcast, if you listened to earlier episodes, you would have heard my conversation with our very first guest, Stasha Washburn, who's a fabulous friend of mine who's based in the US, who is the period coach. Yeah. Meeting people like Stasha through the business experience and learning about, you know, menstrual cycles and women's cycles and hormone health, mm-hmm. working, you know, meeting you, working with you, other clients I've had over the years that have been in this space. It's been a gift to me personally because mm. of the learning and the also to in, to expand my already inquiring mind and soul around, well, how can I learn more about this kind of mm. stuff? So, But again, as I said, I've, I've seen too many women in kind of from those 40s onwards suffering mm. and doing it in silence, but you kind of can still, I guess I very intuitively pick things up. So I'm just the one who opens the conversations with my friends about where are you at? Like, you know, kind of, we know what age people are, you know, you're still getting your periods. Are like, are you still, you are you still menstruating? Have you had your hormones checked? Have you gone to the doctor? Do you want to know what you actually need to get to actually get tested? You know, things like that. I'm that person. Yeah. Good on you. You're a valuable friend to have. Definitely. Friends have been a little bit like, this is interesting how conversations change. It's like, well, this is this was my experience, and I think mine again was relatively good in some regards, despite how confronting it was at times, compared to others that I've heard about. You know, mm-hmm. so got to change it. Possibly because you you sourced out the education and the knowledge that you needed to make it a better experience. Yeah. And unfortunately, so many women either don't have the confidence to do that, or the confidence to challenge what's out there in mainstream medicine, or they don't have the time. 
Right. Or they don't prioritize it because so let me tell you, when I was going through that stage with me being menopausal, Monique rolling around on the floor, my other daughter not having yet started cycling, yeah, this, I can't begin to add up how many hours I spent researching and asking questions and finding answers. But I'm so glad that I did. But not everybody has the luxury of that time. Or, or the, the or drive. The yeah, the drive. I made the time. I made the time. Yeah. Or the desire. Yeah. yeah. But I just knew, and particularly when, um, at one stage, when my youngest daughter said we were on the journey of, you know, solving her particular issues, um, and we were using a lot of what people call alternative therapies and supplements mm. and all of that sort of thing. And she said, she was 16, and she said to me, can we go to a real doctor, please? And uh-huh. I was like, every bone in my body, every ounce of my body said, oh, this is not what I want to do. But she was 16. I had to respect her wishes. Yes. Had to. So we did. And we ended up with an endocrinologist who, from my sister's experience as a nurse, was apparently one of the best endocrinologists to see in WA here in Australia. Um, so we've had several appointments with her, mm. not for the best. No. So unfortunately, she was put on various traditional medications that will work for some people, mm. didn't work for I her, can. actually made I... her feel a lot worse. And this is not everybody's experience, but this was our experience. And as a mother, God, it pained me to watch I her go through this, but I had to go through this mm. for her own benefit. And I do, the most poignant thing that came out of that whole experience was when we got absolutely nowhere after about 16 months with her, mm-hmm. absolutely nowhere, probably went backwards. I sat in the office, in the clinic office with the endocrinologist and I said, um, do you think we should be searching elsewhere for some answers for this challenge? Like, do you think we should be looking at mineral or vitamin deficiencies? Do you think we should be looking at various lifestyle factors? I asked all these questions. Do you think we should be considering nutrition? Mm. Do you think we should be considering, this is very challenging for me to ask these questions, but I had to because intuitively I knew I had to. Do you think that we should be looking at how her body's working together as a whole? Because I don't think we've been doing that. Yeah. So that's her, her name and all the rest. There was stunned silence. Mm. She just looked at me like I'd grown two heads and her, she went, hmm, that was it. That was it, wow. I was like, all right, thank you very much. We'll be going now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it, right? But then, there's, yeah. not, there's not people out there who have that, I guess, confidence, who trust their instincts, who ask the questions, who challenge things and who very much accept what certain health professionals across all different backgrounds will tell them as gospel. And I think it's such an interesting thing to observe. And, you know, some of you may listening may or may not know my very first career, I was a registered nurse. It's a long time ago now, but I remember some of the things even there, what looking at what treatments and what even the conversations with patients about their health and well-being and thinking this is not okay it's not really all focused towards the best outcome for the Mm. patient always and Mm. you know I'm not 
in denial about the, the you know the complexities of that kind of thing in healthcare systems and you know it's challenging really is and there's some reasons I'm no longer in that space <laughs> but I think you know where we can be more of an advocate for ourselves and those that we love and open up conversations we all are going to benefit Mm, mm, yeah, your professional, your friends, yeah. your whatever, which is why yeah. we're doing things like this, Lou, right? Um, yeah. So, so important. And I think before we get to wrap up, we could talk, like I say this to every guest, but it's true. We could really talk about this for hours. But one of the things I wanted to just kind of to touch on before we come into some questions I'm asking all of the guests is when is it the time to start addressing your hormones? You know, the women that are listening to this are going to be all different ages, but I would suggest highly likely in their 40s and older. But when is the time to address them? I wish that I had been, even in my own research and the the information I did know, that I knew more about this so that I could have been even more proactive than I was earlier. So what would you suggest? 12. (laughs) Yeah, right. See, so everyone just really had a shock then. But oh. I we're also adding that no matter what age you are, it's not too late to start. No, it is not too late to start at any age. And the three things that I mentioned earlier, so protein right throughout the day, resistance training and deep belly breathing, they should you should start that really, really early, really early, as early as you possibly can. And I see so many women now who've had babies who don't recover as well as what we traditionally used to and because there's so many external factors that um, women maybe a couple of generations before us didn't have to deal with because women have to go back into the workforce so much earlier now after having a baby there's so much more stress on them their adrenals are greatly um, affected and then their thyroid health is affected their hormones are affected that way you know Um, they're in a rush all of a sudden where maybe previous generations weren't in such a rush because they didn't have to get the babies ready or the children ready for daycare and then rush out of the door and then come back and spend time with the children and then get dinner on the table and then whatever else they had to do at home. Do you know what I mean? So it's never too early. And the environmental toxins that I touched on earlier too that are greatly affecting our hormones, I mean, if you're a mum and you're listening to this, I really encourage you to have a look at what products you are using in your home because it's never too early to reduce the load on your body in that way as well. And that will greatly benefit your children, male or female. Yeah, right. So I much. mean, there was actually there was actually a, a, a referral to men's testosterone lo- uh, levels on the project, which, if you're not here in Australia, is sort of like a um, what would you call it? A news documentary. Yeah, a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Opinion pieces, you know, things like that, where they might have speakers or a guest or someone of an expert nature come and chat about a specific topic. Yeah. Yeah, so there was even a referral to men's testosterone levels dropping drastically, they found, and they related that to environmental toxins. So um, I don't know why they weren't talking about women that night, but it was specifically men. So anyway, as a mother, um, for your own health and for the health of your children as well, I would start that as early as you possibly can. But it's never too late to start. So really, I didn't take a deep dive into my hormonal health until I was 50. Yeah. But I feel great now. 
I really feel yes. great. Yeah, which you is. Know? So I had the hot flushes. I had the extra roll around the middle. I had the extra cellulite. I had a touch of brain fog. It wasn't too bad, but everybody experiences this differently, That's right? Different. Different symptoms. Um, yeah, I think you know those of you, as I said, maybe you're not a mother like I'm not, but I've got yeah. nieces. So again, I'm that niece that 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 auntie that opens up the conversation about periods on in the car ride to school. To yeah. much horror to my younger nieces at that, like teenage nieces at the time. I think now they're more used to. They expect they're never, never, never shocked about the things I want to talk about with them, which is a good thing. And it's not that they're not getting those conversations with other members of our family and their friendship groups and things. But I, you know, I, it's not. I don't care. Well, I do care. I care about their conversations they're having with others, but I can't influence those conversations. I can be hopefully a positive influence in the conversations I'm having with them. And I will mm. think the same thing when the littlest niece who's only six is older, you know, mm. and talk to, again, talk to their parents, mm. you know, mm. my brothers and the, my sisters-in-law about things as well, if I can, mm. um, you know, share the podcast, make you tell, tell them to please listen, um, but equally grandmother. So, you know, share this, you know, share these kind of conversations with my mum and with her friends, you know, they're in their seventies and eighties and yeah. they're women that never talked about their menstrual cycles that did not talk about menopause. And I kind of do a poll and I'm asked them all about what their menopause was like. Once they look, get over the shock of, I can't believe Shannon's asking this. And they, then they share with me. And a lot of them have shared that no one's ever asked them, even mm. their own say adult daughters. Mm. So mm. it's good. This is why we're having this conversation, right? Luke? You're the best, like the best <laughs> friend for your friends, obviously, and the best auntie, honestly. That's fabulous that you do that. But I mean, even doctors don't recognize it, unfortunately. No. It's sadly, it's just a stage you're going through. And yeah, every woman has to go through it. And you'll eventually feel better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, possibly, right? Not. There's not really a lot of confident guarantees that come from no. that in the Western medical world or even some of the more complementary, you know, mm. options out there. But anyway, all right. I get it with doctors. Unfor- one thing, I get it with doctors. Unfortunately, they don't have the training when they no, go through that school. Because let's face it, they cannot cover absolutely everything no. in their training. No. And, and that's the reality of it. But unfortunately, there's nowhere for them to refer on to. Um, yes. In the US, health coaches are often employed or often have their own office in medical clinics. Yeah, and that would change. Like be in a medical clinic, how amazing would that be? And the doctor yeah. would be like, oh, so you're having hot flushes, you've gained extra weight, you're this, you're that, you're not sleeping well. How about you go see a health coach? Which is absolutely brilliant. Unfortunately, yeah. our system doesn't recognise that yet. Yet in Australia, but that will change, and I feel like that model will become more of the norm. Hopefully, in as many parts of the world as it is possible, there'll be yeah, parts yeah. of it, unfortunately, for various different things where that may never be a reality. Um, but it's just like I remember learning about you know traditional Chinese medicine years ago, and you know hearing about the fact that TCM practitioners were again embedded in hospitals in China. It's like of course, like, you know, and that's more of a holistic and in our world considered complementary medicine, but in yeah. other parts of the world where these different medical kind of viewpoints and practices are integrated into the way of life, there's definitely a different experience. So mm-hmm. let's hope, you know, we all can learn from that for sure. Mm. Love yeah, it. Right. absolutely. Got some questions to wrap up to get your view on these. The mm-hmm. first one that I've been asking every one of our guests, what role does leadership play in your life and business? Oh, okay. In my life and business. So 
I naturally practice what I preach. I believe that's my leadership role and to be able to empower women to live their best life, I think is my leadership role. Intuitively, from my heart, from my soul, I don't want women to live a life lacking in energy, lacking in vitality, feeling dreadful every day. I want them to live their best life. Mm. And I feel that being a role model for that and inspiring them and helping them wherever I can, that is my call to leadership. Yeah, completely. And that very much embodies when I think about you as the live well advocate, which is very much what you are, what you Mm. just shared is exactly, you know, reinforcing you Mm. living up to that claim Mm -hmm. being a live well advocate love it so how do you know when you're thriving oh I'm thriving when I'm sharing all that I've learned my lived and my learnt knowledge that's when I thrive you know that Shannon (laughs) when I am when I'm willingly sharing that knowledge to with women who really want to take her on board and encompass it and to and like I said before to live their best life that makes me thrive I mean I I'll never forget my first group um, call, my first group Zoom, and Shannon knows about this. She lived that day with me. It wasn't till 7 p.m. that night, a mistake in the first place. I should have done it earlier in the day, but I wouldn't have to wait so long. But I was catering for the ladies who were working that day. And all day I was so nervous, so excited, so nervous, so excited, right? But I came off that Zoom call on such a high Mm. because I was able to speak my truth, speak my knowledge, share what I know um, and empower other women, inspire them to live well. Very much. And we talk about in the whole notion of the Thrive Factor world or, you know, with their framework of coaching and the archetypes of being in your effortless success zone. Lou, like I was on that call because I did that program with Lou as an active participant. And again, being her coach during the day, you know, messaging back and forth, just supporting her, listening to her kind of ups and downs and the various things, just you know, offering my own support and cheerleading. Uh, and it was such a joy to see you in your effortless success zone. Like literally it was like it all just came together. And when we, you know, I know when I talk about being in your effortless success zone, a lot of my clients over the years have been like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it until something like that, where they actually have that lived experience. And yeah. afterwards, like, oh, now I get it. And then I know it was months later, you said to me when you were then, you know, running the program again, all the content was there, all the structure was there, all the systems were there, and even new programs that you're launching. Yeah. You know, are all in place now you're like ah yeah, now yeah. I get the effortless thing yeah. <laughs> watching you in your zone and seeing you so excited and grateful for the faces staring back at you excited about what they were learning ready to go on that journey of learning with you over you know a couple of months in that program um it was just yeah it was such a joy for me as your your coach and friends to to witness that as well so very cool so on that for me to do it so thank you (laughs) on that note how can people connect with you the easiest where do they go to find about you know find it and you you are such a consistent creator of useful content like let's just say that I'm not just saying that as your coach like you know some clients I look at and I'm like oh we need to do something about the content strategy here you had you had a great one in place already so yeah where can people go and connect with you and find out more 
So Instagram is my most favorite place to share everything that I want to share with you. Um, and I am known as the Peppermint Tree or Lou Carboni Health Coach. I'm sure yeah. Shannon will attach the handle. We will get all of anyway. all of the links to yeah. that and your website will be definitely in the show notes. But yeah. I am also on Facebook, but I've got, regrettably, I've got to say, I don't share as well on Facebook. So if you can make the move to Insta, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do definitely. have a website and I actively post um, informative blogs on there as well. So that's the peppermint tree. So those are the two places you'll find me most active. Yeah. And what's a final piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with those ambitious kind of impact driven souls that are listening today around your area of expertise? Oh gosh. Do you want me to sum this up in one sentence? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Far out. Oh, all it's right. Like one, one thing. Shannon, this is the hardest thing you've ever asked me. <laughs> I know. Just for anyone who's watching but, or listening, this is a kind of the almost the worst nightmare for a mediated diplomat who just yes. and mediate mentor teacher who know awful <laughs> lot of stuff and have a billion ideas flood to their brain and like, which one do I talk about? Okay, I'm not going to talk about which one. Yeah. I'm just going to say, ladies, take your health into your own hands. Mm. And ladies, seek out the knowledge that you need to live well, feel well, be well. Oh, there you go. Want something, go search for it. Don't be content feeling shitty. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> for the rest, for actually. So one of my Instagram posts recently was, we spend 50% of our life on average in perimenopause and menopause. Yep. I don't want you ladies feeling shitty for 50% of your lives. No. So seek out the knowledge. Love it. Love it. it. Yeah. Thank you, Lou. It was so cool. I knew this would be fun. Um, Having you here and say it was easier than you thought maybe. Oh, yes, it was. Thank you. Make it easy. Thank you, Shannon. You're going to ask me. It was like, it's just like us, all the conversations we've been having together and, you know, is what it is it's about having a conversation around a topic this is I think one of the greatest parts for me as the host of She Leads She Thrives is being able to do this mm-hmm. you know um, and to open up opportunities for women around the world to think differently about things to challenge when they don't feel right about something whether it's business or life or otherwise mm-hmm. you know and to feel that they can take an action in support of themselves and their thriving so mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm. Yes because you know without guests saying yes and it wouldn't be quite the same so and listeners thank you for tuning in every week and you know making the most of this opportunity to to learn and to think you know be challenged to think differently to be invited to think differently and mm. if you have found some value in even the tiniest part of what Lou and I have talked about today please share with the women in your world, no matter what stage or age they're at, because they highly likely know others where this may also be of benefit. And this is how we change the narrative. We change the conversation is by having it and sharing it with others. So, you know, do do yourself a, a favor and be that friend. Like I said, like I made a commitment to be for my, my circle and my clients and everybody and, you know, share. Because yeah, 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 yeah. 
and share all the other podcasts that have like there's some brilliant women that have been on these podcasts absolutely brilliant so and Shannon just before we end just yeah. thank you so much for this opportunity it's been fabulous thank oh, you my pleasure darling lovely to have you here and so thank you everyone have an amazing day remember you were born to thrive like that is an underlying belief that really is something that I I feel like I was born in this world knowing that, but I didn't have the language for it, certainly when I was younger. But you are. Every single one of us is born with the, the potential to thrive, and it very much is influenced by the choices you make and the action you take every single day, which is really the expression of self-leadership. So if something in your health or your well-being is not working for you, as Lou said, do something about it. Don't yeah. put up with it for sure. It, Thanks, yeah. everybody. Have a fabulous day wherever you are in the world. Yeah, keep following She Leads, She Thrives. Keep sharing, rate, review, all those kind of things. And I'll be back with you with another episode very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 